Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I am so bummed out. I'm not going to lie to you. I booked Wang Chung to be here today. But the last minute, Chung couldn't make it. He had to cancel. So I had to cancel Wang, and he was pissed. Wang was like, what the hell? You were just using Wang to get to Chung? I said, no, I, I wouldn't want a Chung without a Wang on the show any more than I want a Wang on the show without a Chung. That's just the way I, I roll. And he told me I'm an embarrassment to my family. So apparently he listens to the show, and uh, I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't have a Wang or a Chung at this point, or a Chung or a Wang. But there is one choice, and I, I called T.J. Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's uh, done the show a few times. One of my favorite guests, singular, one of my favorite guests. And he comes in, and, boy, he just makes the show come alive. And here's the thing. He's not always available. He's a very busy guy. And so what I've done is it, what he did one time for me is he he left a clone of himself. And he said, in case of emergency, you can break the glass. Break the glass. That's from Die Hard. Break the glass. And uh, I'm going to have to go over and, and break the glass and I guess have uh, T.J. Miller's clone do the show with me. Uh, I'm going to walk over and uh, break the glass. Here, let me just uh, let me just break it here. It's a... It's a... Hi. Uh, hello? Hi, uh, are you are you TJ? Hello, I'm his clone. Yeah, nice to meet you. I, I can't believe I'm finally released from this glass prison. You know, I've been alive this entire time. Oh, I I thought you would be sleeping. You, you, he actually kept you alive. Yeah, no, I could hear everything. I heard the beginning of the this podcast sounded like you were doing Batman. You're like da 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 da. I mean, it really was clearly the Batman theme. Yeah, it was. And then that sounded nothing like that. Break the glass quote sounded. It didn't it? Didn't sound like it. Yeah, it didn't sound like Die Hard. Is that what you're saying? No, certainly not. No. Who no. even was it in Die Hard? Break the glass. Is that Bruce Willis? Is that your Bruce Willis? No, that's the other guy. That's uh, uh, the, the 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 bad guy in the movie. Yeah, uh, if you don't know the name of the character or the no, actor, no, no, wait a second. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you have to know the actor's name. I, I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> no, you don't have to know actors' names. I don't think a lot of times... It, How often do you know the name of the character who's the bad guy? I just don't know if it's okay to sort of be guy. like... Uh, do, do you remember this from uh, from The Witches of Alan Eastwick? Rickman. That's uh, his name. Alan Rickman. You did. You got that one right away. <laughs> Triple banger lightning round. Uh, oh. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger uh, lightning round. And this... This almost feels like an essential question. It's so it's so in depth, uh, TJ. At what age is it irresponsible to be a beekeeper? I mean, <laughs> when, when do you become where, where it's where, you know where, where it's a danger? When do you hang up the bees? When do you hang it up? Because at a the certain point, the, the, at a certain point, the bees are like, we, we can take them. You got to hang we up can, the hive. We can take them. I mean, at a certain point, the bees are like, he's too old. He can't handle all of us. So what are you thinking? Are you in the, like, 60s range? I think it's irresponsible to be a beekeeper I, I at th- all. I think you want to get out a little too early rather than too late. <laughs> and how, how early is too early to become a beekeeper? When do you tell your kids, no, you're only you're too eight, young, you're too young yeah. to be a beekeeper? I think the, the, the prime beekeeping years, I would say, are about 32. <laughs> so you're just, you know, you're just entering your... Your prime beekeeping. Oh, you really? You think mid thirties is the beekeeping? Mid thirties is when you're quick enough uh, and you're agile enough to handle your work and handle your business. You know that handle your beeswax, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, and then, 
you know, I think you, you, you're pretty strong into your mid to late 50s, but then I think you need to hang up the suit because the bees, no, they've seen you enough to know you're slowing down. But are you and wearing we'll a gang suit up that on prevents you. them from stinging you? Well, you're trusting the suit a lot, aren't you? you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it is a piece of technology made to prevent you from being stung. Well, you have to admit, there's a certain age at which... You have to admit a certain age. Let's say you're 97 or 102. You're a danger to society at a certain point. You could let the bees loose. You could not be in control of their... Yeah, the worst thing is if you fall and you can't get up, and then when you fall, the bee suit just comes off. The top comes (laughs) off, and the rest of it bursts into flames, but then quickly is put out. (laughs) Those bees are going to sting you once the smoke's cleared. So I think you've got to... You got to step away from beekeeping. I think you make your decision. Say, look, when I'm forty, when I'm forty-five, do I really want to be fifty and beekeeping and still beekeeping? Yeah. Well, look, we've talked and about still this. Beekeeping. I think how you die. Here's here's my thing. We've talked. I'm about a keeper. The, what's, what's that? You know, I think, a beekeeper. I don't want my death to be the story of my life. Right. I don't want to be the guy. You don't want to die in a humiliating way. That's my big fear. That's, that's why a practical never, living in the modern yeah, age. Yeah, that's a practical living in the modern age. You don't want that's to true. die in such a way that that's what they say about you for the rest, you know. Because, look, your legacy, let's be real. Your legacy is only going to last 30 to 50 years if you're lucky. Your children probably can pass on the word of who you were. I mean, people people in certain generation don't even remember Johnny Carson or whoever else. And so who it's is not going to yeah exactly. So it's not going to last that long. This whole legacy thing, I think, is uh, is is overrated. Your last your legacy isn't going to last very long unless I, you're Shakespeare. I disagree. Or this Jesus guy. Apparently, he's got a pretty long legacy. But not a lot of people have a long legacy. But you want your it's death, Jesus. To my, you don't you don't want your death to be so humiliating that they don't even talk about your life. And that's right. why I'm worried about a drug. You overdose. don't want to die. <coughs> you don't want me. a drug overdose. You don't want that to be the and story. You, you don't want to be. You don't want to be suffocated in the ass cheeks of a huge woman. That that would be one embarrassing way to die. The most embarrassing right? way to die. Or well, no, there's one more. If people say he kind of was beekeeping for a few years too long, you know. Yeah. He, he should have be kept of, it to himself. He should have just kind of hung up the bee suit a little earlier. Finders beavers, <laughs> losers keepers. <laughs> I am so sorry to everybody listening. I really want to apologize, but I think you're right, Cash. I'm going to say, though, I think that our legacies will go on much longer now because of the Internet. I think that you'll sort of... Well, I think this just dilutes it and, and, I think and that here, dilutes it. This, this is a tiny opinion, okay? Okay. But my tiny opinion is that Facebook pages will become living sort of gravestones for people. And no one will look at them I, at a, a certain, after a certain amount of You'll, of course, want to go through your past, your families. Your, your ge- younger generations will I, always I don't know what my great-grandfather did. Why is that? I could find out. Because you, you don't have any archives of it. If you could click on a couple things and see, like, videos from his life, you'd watch everything. I think that's going to be sort of what the future is. And I also think all the information mm. will be in a huge database. Mm. So yeah, you make will, a good point. it will be instantly accessible. It will be easier to archive. It'll be easier to learn from legacy. the past, You're right. to, to live through people's legacies. Already, you and I have enough stuff on the internet that we kind of have a virtual self that is immortal. You, until you the, the electricity you shuts the, up. The porn, you mean? The porn where the two of us are beekeeping. <laughs> And straight hive fucking naked bee. You know what I'm talking about. That should be a TV show. Naked bee. It's called, it's called honey. It's called honey comb over. Honey, honey, come on over. What do you think? I think that's a good reality show. Naked beekeepers. I would. I mean, I I just would like a reality show about beekeeping. And that's part of the thing. So you may just get so old you forget to put the suit on. You got to stop in it's your a danger. 70s. Yeah. Triple banger lightning round. Question, question two. Would you rather date a werewolf or a vampire? I mean, I'm really into bestiality right now. God, that's such a toughie. Because <clears throat> I've um, dated both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you find one to be less threatening mortally? They're both terrifying, but I, I mean, let's be honest. I'd rather date a werewolf because then you can manage your time. You say, look, we know when the full moons are. At that point, you cage, you lock up your friend, 
your your special friend, as my grandmother would call her. I think I think you know. As I agree. I think it's a werewolf. I think you. It's there's something sort of charming about it. Vampires and, every night. You yeah, got it. They're bloodthirsty yeah. every night. You got. You know, you're going. You can't go out and kill anybody. It's going to jeopardize our relationship. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. want people coming with pitchforks and torches because that's an old way to form a mob. <laughs> There's newer things. There's newer things they can come. Where with. are they getting these pitchforks? We're I in an know. urban environment. I don't even know where they can find them. The werewolf. You know, at least then you go. Okay, you know, it's like a woman on her period. I guess is what I'm saying is that a you woman, often, you often every go woman back is to that. a werewolf. Yeah. yeah, because once a month. She changes dramatically, and it's biological. It's something against them. And, yeah. you know, I have dated a lot of women, over 300 women named yeah. Agatha. Yeah. And, and every yeah. single – it's spelled differently each time. Every yeah. single one of them, you know, thinks it's offensive. Oh, oh, you know, I say, well, are you feeling a little bad because you're about to get your period? I'm just asking, truly. And she, no. No. That is, oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay. And, you know, first of all, that's a bitchy response, probably because she's on her period. And the second thing is, is it's okay. It's okay if you, you're on your period. Just like when guys get really sexually frustrated and pent up, they need a good dick sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sneezing, sneezing penis. And that doesn't happen, then they're going to be irritable. And, you know, it's, they'll be eating Chex Mix morning, yeah. lunch, yeah, dinner. That's true. Chex Mix at every meal. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Buddy, now that I think about it, why mm-hmm. – like, we have beekeeper suits – why don't we have uh, werewolf or, or, or vampire suits? Like, there, why, why, why can't we make nobody's suits Nobody's keeping other? them, though. No one's saying, you know, I, I actually I keep werewolves. I raise I them in my, my forest in upstate uh, California. Well, well you, could, you could probably raise vampires or werewolves. You know, if you could, they'd already have done it. Cause mm, they, I mean, right. people love vampires yeah, right now. Yeah, they do. I, you know, werewolves are also a lot more fun, you know, if you get into a situation where Especially when they're little baby werewolves, you can you know go around and hey, where's that wolf? Where is he? Where's yeah. my wolf? Yeah. So we we both agree it's the wolf. It's the wolf. Triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Question, Question number three. Three. three, three, three. This was actually sent to me, and it just was, it was supposed to be a maskers, but it was it felt so much like a triple banger that I'm going to make an exception. Adam yeah. Weston. Uh, sent this. Mice. Of the Weston family the West, hoteliers. Of the Weston hoteliers. Uh, hoteliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoteliers. Um, Triple lightning hotel round. Area. Question three. Mice, nature's snack bar? <laughs> oh, I did one. see that. It's a good one. I saw this one online. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a great one. I mean, yeah. Who's... The, the problem is, though, is that... Because <laughs> I think the, so. When I think who eats mice, I mean, it's mostly snakes, right? There's a lot of animals that endure, uh, enjoy, uh, endure, enjoy a good uh, mice snack at, at times. Is that true? Yeah, even they have they have sauces for Can them. Can we and look stuff. that up and see? They go well with barbecue. I know that they do. We look up who are the predators of mice. There's a lot of animals that eat mice. I don't know, man. I think it's mostly and they're snakes. small. And for snakes, it's you don't not get, a snack. you don't fill up. No one's, no, no, no animal besides the snake really is like I filled up on mice. Let me tell you I this: gotta, snakes I I can't don't go. snack. Snakes don't snack, and that's right. true. Snakes don't snack, but a lot they of the eat, other animals that eat it mice. It slows them down. Snakes also have much bigger eyes than their stomachs, literally, every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, good point. They're always overeating. There's a bulge within them. They're strange creatures, you know. Snakes, no it, legs. It's, 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 what a bum they, deal. They really don't have legs, do What they? a bum deal. Really no don't. legs, no uh, wings. Almost none of the snakes that I've seen have, have, have legs. There's almost none of them. It's almost like it's, I saw a snake with legs once. It ended up being my aunt Henrietta. You know what's you know it was, what's hard? it was a family member. I'll tell you what's hard <laughs> to do. Her face though <laughs> looks. That, she should get those fans that sort of that fan thing on the side of the head. She should get rid of that. I mean, she looks yeah. like a cobra. Yeah, and she responds well to flute music. All right, so I, I feel sorry for snakes. Most of them. I don't you because they must be looking around going. Well, so the, so I just I'm the only one. All you guys get I – mean, even a penguin walks by a snake and he's like, at I least know. I've got – mine don't work, but at least I've got them. I know. I've got them. Look, this is how bad it is for snakes. You can put a handle on a snake. doesn't even make a good ladle. It's not a ladle. It's not even a ladle. It's just a, a, a snake. It's just two handles. This is an easier <laughs> – <laughs> I was going to say it's an easier to carry snake. I like that. It's two handles. <laughs> It's two handles and one's not good for much. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, mice are good targets for dinner, for owls. Owls. That's a, and we that's know a good that about snack. owls because you know they eat them and then they spit out the bones. Yeah, 
They're weird ones too, owls. You know, they're predators and they're always looking around. What are they looking around for? They, I love. I love. It looks owls. like they're constantly high, and they're like, "Where should, people want to get they're me paranoid. out of here? They're they want me to get out of here." Well, they have. They look, can, at him. look how he's talking to me. He wants they, me out of here. They have no neck, right? But owls? their neck, owls. Do they? they don't really have a neck, but they but they they can turn their head all the way around, right? That's the one thing snakes That's have awesome. got on owls because the snakes go, "I got a neck." I am a neck. I am a neck. My neck is my whole fucking body. They should call oh, a yeah. snake just a neck. <laughs> I don't know why they call them snakes. It should be called neck. They get nobody, just neck. <laughs> hey, does that neck go all the way down? That's what they're saying to each other. I know it. They are. Um, cats eat mice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when do they do that? Which who's who's oh, feeding mice to? Really? I mean, I've had cats that catch mice and eat them. That's a snack for a, for a cat. Yeah, coyotes. That's a real snack. Snakes, we already talked about snakes don't snack and they're mostly neck. <laughs> and fox. A fox. A fox. Yeah, what are they doing? Because they don't eat. What do they eat? What else do foxes eat? What does that say, though? Mice. Mice are easy prey for these animals. I, I think the answer is. get yes. hungry, mice look pretty good to them. <laughs> what a weird answer at the end. <laughs> who, who read that? Rhea? What's that on? Wiki Answers? On Wiki Answers, this woman goes, when wild animals get hungry, mice look pretty good to them. <laughs> so she is saying, you know, if a bear is hungry enough, he's going to eat a fucking mouse. Yeah. A bear could eat mice. If you deep fry mice, a bear bears, fuck that's up a popcorn mouse. A bear mice. could fuck yeah. up a mouse. A bear could fuck up. Yeah. But, you know. So I'd say the answer is yes. It is nature's snack bar. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I'm determined to get to all our sections today. We're going to move on to uh, a section that I really love. And, I love uh, this one, too. It's, it's a section called uh, Tweetalize. That's the, sort of the working title. And uh, Until they think of a better name for it, this is Tweetalize. Yeah. I love this one. And, and other people like to call it something called taking it, you know, uh, or once more into the tweets, dear friend. Mm. Uh, that's sort of the Shakespearean. Uh, once more into the tweets, dear friend. Once more. Uh, and then other people, you know, sometimes call it, uh, if we stay here, the tweeting dies. You know, that's one that people do. Um, and then some people sometimes yell out things like, I, I can't read my tweets. That's Those are the people with the eye patches. Oh, I see. Uh, Who are my, holding it only in the yeah, peripheral vision of their yeah, bad eye. Yeah, exactly. But my personal favorite uh, is, uh, you don't know me, but I'm your oh, boy. That's not even. It's not even reminiscent of the song that it's supposed to represent. I mean, I struggle to imagine. Almost like a monkey doing a Michael. Almost like monkey doing Michael McDonald. <laughs> you don't know me. It's, uh, it's called Taking It to the Tweets. That's what it's called. And T.J. Miller, a good friend of mine, tweets. I don't know how you did this from prison, but you tweeted, sometimes I use a neck pillow because why should my head be the only one who gets to relax? Mm-hmm. And is that sort of a uh, sort of an owl reference there? Sort of prophetic. Yeah. Strangely, you know, I just think too many people are sort of saying, oh, I just got, I can't wait to, when my head hits the pillow, I'm going to fall asleep. And then you think about it, it's like, yeah, your head's falling asleep, but your neck's sitting there going, I better keep my this head hey. so it doesn't break. Hey, buddy, think about how snakes feel. Jesus. You know, they, they're just all neck. Snakes don't even need pillows. They prefer a neck pillow. That's what a, that's what a, a, a body a, pillow for a snake is a neck pillow. That's all it is. That's all it is. I understand. That's I. I like. I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think people aren't treating their neck well enough. And they should. They, you should be putting their elbows on cushions more. Yeah, I need a back pillow. My back's been hurting. Should your back make a noise? That uh, here's the noise my back's been na- making. It makes this sound. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's good. I think you should see. No. Yeah, you can audibly hear the word no. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, I mean, get, it's, when I get out of bed, it's like unscrolling, uh, uh, unfurling a flag yeah, I, when I get oh out of bed. God. Yeah, it's I old. Mean, it, my back is old. It's like, no. Yeah, I think I, Makes that noise. Uh, I think you should go to a doctor, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I, my back's I'll let my back do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I, don't do that because then he'll say, 
Is anything wrong? And it, no. Oh, and yeah, like, right, right, right. That'll be $400. Wouldn't it suck if I go in there and I can't get my back to do it? I'll be like, come on, do what you were doing before. Yeah, you went on a tumbleweed <laughs> tweeting spree. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I drove in last night. Jesus. And how much tumbleweed did you see? Well, I think I saw one, but it inspired me. <sighs> yes, it did. I drove, you know, by the way, I, this, I take this podcast seriously. When I heard you were in solitary confinement, uh, and I and I and I needed a guest for my podcast. <laughs> I decided to drive all the way home overnight from Sacramento after my show, and I came back here. I keep to, to, to and I guess Triska, I tweeted. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for Triscuit. Well, you it. know what? You're a lot better guest than Triscuit was. Did you hear that episode? Yeah. That's really what it came down to. All right. You wrote 11 hours ago. Tumbleweeds are the sea and enemies of the freeway. Now, how deep into Squitterville? What is it, Squank? Uh, well, Squitterville? Uh, well, Spitoinkerville. How far into Spitoinkerville were you when you wrote Anemones? Uh, I, I don't know how to spell that. Does anybody? I don't I think, think I spelled it's it right. E-N-E-N-E-M-Y-S. <laughs> Anemones? Yeah, I don't think anyone... I mean, it's really a, a sounded out thing. Like, e n e n. E-M. You have to factor in that I was in Spitzoinkerville. I was driving back from Sacramento on I-5. It was, what, 2 in the morning? And I did it with my toe. Just one toe (laughs) that I tweeted that. Because it's not safe to text and drive, so I texted with my toe. Then, 11 hours, same deal. If you squint, you can see a face in every tumbleweed. They are the clouds (laughs) of the freeway. (laughs) (laughs) I love the people that follow you on Twitter right now that are like, Oh, I love this part of the podcast where they read things I've already read. <laughs> then 11 hours, same around the same time you wrote, I'm going to do it in your voice. Okay. Okay. If you put your ear to a tumbleweed, you can hear the freeway. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, the, so the in that way, they're like the, the shells shell. of the, the freeway. Shell of the freeway. So these are three different ways to talk about. <laughs> First one, you just straight up go, Tumbleweeds are the sea and enemies of the freeway. <laughs> Second one, you go, if you can swing, you can see a face. They're the clouds of the freeway. And then in the third one, you don't even say what they are. You just imply, like, if you put your ear to the tumbleweed, you're going to hear the freeway. Dot, dot, dot is how that one ends. <laughs> like, i.e., they're the shells of the freeway. The shells of the freeway, yeah. You, what else are they? I think they're even more than that. You know, tumbleweeds are the the uh, the debris of the decaying society that man has built they're the loofah sponge yours is was better oh, just that way right that one's so much better yeah the loofah sponge they're the loofahs they of the lot freeway of i think tumbleweeds are, are very uh, much maligned and i think they deserve a little bit more respect that's all i'm trying you to say think so yeah and is it true that they the sort of tumble around and then they put down roots somewhere I don't know what ends up happening to them. That's the thing. No one even cares to follow them. Like people are doing these stupid, you know, uh, like Tater Pops is doing these stupid studies about how humanity is evolving and no one's looking at the tumbleweed. Maybe we spent a little bit of time worrying about the tumbleweed. We know. Tater Pops. You know? <laughs> hey, Tater Pops. Hey, good article, Tater. Tater Pops. I mean, I I don't know why I'm in such an information mood, but I, I'm almost positive. Anyway. And before these tumbleweed, before three consecutive tweets about tumbleweed, your tweet right before it is, I'm in a car driving at dangerous speeds back to L.A. to record a tasty bod. Then you tweet three times. Yeah, yeah. Listen, buddy, I think the tumbleweeds are very disrespected, and I'll tell you why. Because they've, they've moved up in the world. They're not just a weed, right? A weed has to stay put. Right. They, they're like the upper echelon of the weed world. They tumble. They're like, this isn't enough for us. We want to live. We want to move around. We want to experience the world. And I just feel like they're, they're sort of the upper, 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 upwardly, upwardly mobile weeds. I know that was hard to say. Up I'm so mobile. tired from driving mobile. all night. Up weedly mobile. I'm driving all night. But they're the upwardly mobile weeds, the tumbleweeds. So let's give them a little respect. Okay? Tumbleweeds. I have posters of tumbleweeds. On Do you my really? Walls. Yeah, I have like six on my wall. That would be so hilarious. Yeah. All right. In my car, I have six tumbleweeds and also a giant <laughs> ladle. <laughs> You've got ladles full of tumbleweeds. Would you ladle me out a little tumble? Tumble doves. 
Uh, a tumbleweed is an above-ground part of any number of plants that, once mature and dry, disengages from the root and tumbles away into the wind. <laughs> Usually, the tumbleweed... <laughs> tumbling is funny. You know, tumbler kind of fucked it out, because tumbling used to be yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. It was a very funny word. Now, tumbler is just like, if you're, you know... Yeah. If you can't even figure out Facebook, you're just tumbling. <laughs> Uh, usually the tumbleweed is the entire plant apart from the roots, but a few species, it is a flower cluster. So. Have you ever gone to the tumbleweed rodeo where people actually climb on top of them, put a saddle on them and try to ride them? I just don't. I can't imagine that's true. Where is it? Is it in San Antonio? Uh, it's in New Mexico from what I've heard. It moves around a lot. It moves around a lot. Yeah, they only have it in one place. <laughs> Oh, oh I like whenever I ride into a town on a tumbleweed, you know, they'll say, well, where are you coming from? I go, well, just tumbling through town. <laughs> just tumbling my way through Dodge City. We'll see where the wind takes me. Yeah. I mean, literally, my tumbleweed horse is completely at the mercy of the wind. In fact, in a couple of weeks, I may have tumbled out and then tumble right back in. <laughs> I- I've tumbled in. Exact concentric circles before. <laughs> what did the one tumbleweed say to the other tumbleweed? Uh, I'm the cloud of the freeway. Let the wind do its job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, you know, I bought you. Don't tumble too close to the wind. There's a very famous tumbleweed artist, and I'm going to try and get really? you. Yeah, I'm going to try and buy you. Get me counsel with him? Um, yeah, let's get cash counsel. He's called Tater Tots. Puffer Pops. Uh, I'm going to move it along to Tiny Opinions. We're going to have to skip a couple sections. Tiny Opinions. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have Tiny Opinions. If if I haven't asked and someone tells me the square footage of the place they're living in, there's no chance. Egregious. There's no chance I will like them. It's egregious. None whatsoever. It's terrifying. I don't want to know the square footage of where you are habitating. Here's another one. <laughs> Don't talk about square footage. Ever. No it one would, should know how much square footage. It has to be such a specific situation. <laughs> the only time you should ever talk about square footage is if you're asking advice from someone about buying a place. It, you should never offer that information. I mm-hmm. think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I don't. Also, think it, don't you know? Don't talk about how how many pairs of pants you own. Mm. Don't say I've got this many square feet of pants. <laughs> I got about 100 square feet of pants in the closet. That's pretty good because the closet is only 20 square feet. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to. Do not open the downstairs closet. You know what? That's even worse. It's cubic footage of pants that exceeds the amount of square feet in the closet. If someone knows the square footage of the inside of their closet, that would be even worse. That'd be the worst person. There's different levels of bad people. Do you think it's okay to have a walk in closet? And still be a good a person. Yeah. What do you think about think a woman can, who has he, a walk-in? Closet? I think he can be a good person of a walk-in closet. How many steps can you take in the closet before you're a bad person? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. If it's a walk-in closet, but you're taking more of a stroll. If it's stroll closet, <laughs> it's a strolling closet. Uh, if you if you use the word hike in your closet, <laughs> you're a bad person. That's a two level. If you have to take <laughs> stairs in the walk-in closet, <laughs> if there is an elevator taking to another part of the closet. <laughs> You are a very bad person. Then you think your clo- your house is a closet. <laughs> if you have to sign in with the front desk <laughs> at a person's closet <laughs> to walk all the way to the end of it, if somebody says, take a sh- uh, long walk off a short pier and the pier's in my closet, <laughs> there's a body of water in your closet, you're if a your bad person. your closet has a window and a viewing area. <laughs> <laughs> if your closet has a sunroom... And in the sunroom is another closet. If someone can buy tickets to your closet <laughs> and there is a line forming at the door, it is too big of a closet. If anyone's given birth in your closet with a full hospital staff, <laughs> it's too big of a closet. Should we do that as a Jeff Foxworthy thing? If your closet, if your closet, that should be the new, you know you're a redneck. You know your closet's too big when... If your closet... <laughs> Same shit, different if day. If your, 
If your closet attendant says same shit, different day. If your if your closet has an island in it, like a kitchen island, uh, I'm likely to say for reals. If your closet has a landing pad, yeah, if there's a landing strip in your closet. If your closet has its own neighborhood watch group. And it, the, and you have to keep telling people the coats are a high crime area. <laughs> your closet's too big. I would say, if your closet, folks, if your closet is used as an AA meeting place, <laughs> and also doubles as a coffee shop in the morning, yeah. If you go, your, your closet's closet. too big. Yeah. If your closet, if you walk in and there's a book club on one side. Forming to talk about Animal Farm, and on the other side, there's a drug rehab meeting, and neither of the meetings notice each other. Your closet is really big. If your closet, if you walk into the closet and you have to pick up a house phone to try and figure out what room your pants and socks are in, your closet's a hotel. If there are twelve people in your, if there are twelve people in your. If your closet has a chimney, yeah. If you if there are twelve people, if heating your closet has become an issue that you've had to install a separate air conditioning heating unit, if HVAC has visited your closet, it's your closet's a little too if big. If your closet has its own garage. <laughs> In which you keep solely cars to transport clothing from one part of your closet to the other. Your closet's too big. (laughs) If your closet, if you can, if you can throw a rock from one end of your closet to the other, why are there rocks in your closet? If a brouhaha wakes, uh, breaks out inside your closet and twelve people die, if a brew maker wakes up in your closet and considers that both his home and his place of work, you're living in a brew pub with an apartment above it. Uh, that's your closet. That's it. That's wow. I'm exhausted now. Not me. If your closet. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Seriously, though, if you have surround sound in your closet, you sound, it's too big. Yeah. If you have surround sound in your closet. Yeah. 14 speakers. If people always say, remember the closet, because your closet is the Alamo. <laughs> it's too big of a closet. It's a historical landmark. It's not even really a place to keep clothes. If there's a soup kitchen in your closet... And all of the homeless people in there have separate residences that are apart from the soup kitchen, which are in your closet. Your closet's too big, and those guys ain't homeless. Way too big. Way too big. Redwood trees should not grow in your closet. They should not grow in your closet. If the United States has declared your closet a national park that is bigger than itself... The United States says this is a national park, and it's a bigger park than the United States' entire landmass. Well, God dang it, that's too big a closet. If your closet, if your closet has a bobcat problem, if you fought, people are coming down from one part of the closet into other parts, and it's scaring people. If someone waves from a boat to a person on a bridge, and they're both in your closet. You got to get that water out of that closet. You do not need it. If you've got a drawbridge and you've replaced it, what are the bridges that open up? Are those drawbridges that draw up into the air? Yeah. If you had to replace it with a suspension bridge because the land, the the geographical plates in the closet keep (laughs) causing earthquakes, you need a suspension bridge. I think your closet is San Francisco. Yeah, if your closet has its own tectonic plates <laughs> and ecosystem, if your closet its own ecosystem, if your closet has Polly Shore and Billy Baldwin, and I'm positive it was Billy Baldwin from Biodome in it, it's too big a closet. 
Unfortunately, I don't think we can move on. I know. We've done it too long we now. Do it. We, we can't we stop. Gotta, we can't we've got to keep doing it until the end of the podcast. We can't stop. How much more time I do think, we have? I think this is it. We just we just passed the, the threshold. I don't think there's anything we can do beyond the closet. If you walk into your closet and you find another smaller door and you open that, and then it's a slightly smaller closet with, at the end of it, a smaller door, and you go to that and you open it up, and this continues for days, weeks, and the weeks turn into months. Your closet is through the locking glass! <laughs> If you look into the outer reaches of your closet and you see a bright light, that might not be your closet. That's heaven. You've died and gone to closet You spent so much time in your closet, you don't realize you're dying. If one day you wake up and somehow you realize that everything that we've come to know, everywhere we are, the places that we've divided into the United States, North America, the continents, pan-Asian American land bridges, major b- bodies of water. If this is all just your closet, <laughs> then your closet is your reality and vice versa. <laughs> uh, and it's time to come out and admit that you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's been our show. Thanks Thank for coming, so TJ Miller. I am so sorry. I'm TJ's clone. You know what? And I will You're not, more than that. I'm You're either. better than TJ. Oh. Come back anytime. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We got to move along, buddy, to, to a section we, we didn't get to last time. Now, this one is just tentatively, it's just a working title, and it's titled uh, Tweedalize. Oh. Yeah. Until they think of a better name for it, this is Tweedalize. And so I'm not going to do it this time. People are like, oh, he just does it every time. I'm not going to, yeah, you. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. So I'm not going to, I don't do it. I'm not going to do it is I never don't laugh at it. Tell me the things you want to do. I love what I think I see. Take it to the streets. Okay. I'm not going to do it. getting tickled in a way that was hurting him. I'm trying to get it to a point where it sounds like a monkey uh, having a, a you also body enunciate release. less and less. I you was in Salt Lake where people were so nice. I met a lot of people that liked the show in Salt Lake. They were so nice. But someone requested the, the Tweedalize, and I did it on stage. Really? And I think about uh, you know the, the, the six people that were there that enjoy our podcast mm-hmm. were really enjoying themselves. The rest of the crowd was, was dumbfounded. And they couldn't imagine why you were doing it. completely deadened the room with that request. It completely sucked the life out of the room. That crowd now, it was like a... It was like resuscitating uh, someone that had been dead for 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, I've been yeah. down that road yeah, for yeah. a couple of years <laughs> with my last lady friend. Tweedalize. T.J. Miller writes, uh, when people say, I love her, but marriage is a lot of work, quote, a lot of work is often code for, quote, constantly a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, this I don't is know our why. Valentine's Day special. It is, it is. I, I do, I, I wonder about that. I wonder how many people, work. Are, when you say, oh, it's really challenging, but it's very rewarding. I wonder how many people are really thinking that it's truly rewarding. It feels like in marriage, once you're married, rather than saying like, oh, she's such a pain in the ass, you just feel like, well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. No. Um, Which I understand, and it is a lot of work. A relationship is really, really hard work. You know, you got to... You got to constantly embalm the person every two to three weeks. You've got to keep them on ice or in a cool enough area where their flesh doesn't start to rot. That you, sort I'll, of thing. I'll tell you why it's work. It's it's work because we're of the opposite sex. I I, I, I do at times envy uh, um, yeah, homosexual homosexual uh, women. human beings, women, men. tigers, T- homosexual tigers, tigers pumping against homosexual other tiger trainers uh, like Siegfried and Roy. Sometimes I. I envy yeah, them I heard because Roy they have the same. Straight. Here's the yeah. thing: when you have the same body parts, you have the same needs. For example, one difficult thing about living with someone and the work that goes into a relationship is we don't get cold at the same time or hot at the same time. We can't keep our temperatures right. <laughs> we can't. As a species, we're trying to live with people <laughs> that have different body parts. The car it's is insane. the worst. Insane. It's not working. How we live time? with a different species of person. They're not even. They have breasts, <laughs> for God's sake. They have an indentation where our penis. 
penis is. It doesn't make sense. They get cold. They have different fat levels. They have different amounts of hair on their bodies. How much time do you it's think ludicrous that we're trying to do this. How much time do you think you've spent in a car adjusting temperature or talking about, you know, it's too hot. Well, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's fine. It's a little cold, yeah. actually. We can't get our temperatures hours, right. Hours How are we and supposed hours. to get all your intensity. Hours ridiculous. The indentation where their penis should be <laughs> is ridiculous. You're you're jacking around with this long dong. There's supposed to be an indentation there, so that if you hit the corner of a table with your crotch, it's okay. You just rest on the corner for a bit. There should be a penis there. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. We only have so many holes. You can't add another hole. That is every time. Saying, every time a girl takes out her pants, I'm like, there should be a penis there. What is going on? Of course it's hard. Of course we don't get along. I mean, look, we've all had roommates. We've all had roommates, right? That are male. Right. And it's easy. It's not that hard. It's hard because we're living with the opposite sex. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, so, that's I think ultimately a lot why to be said for homosexuality. There's so much comedy about um, the difference in the sexes, and there's so much music about love and heartache and having a difficult time. And it is. It's these. You know, it's it's really weird to try and be in a equal relationship in modern life with a person who is so different from you that the needs are so different that you want this and they want that and you're supposed to figure out how to find a halfway point because both of you are terrified of dying alone yeah that's why it, that 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 is what that is the reason for it we team up now i will say this teams don't always get along you, you could say you're putting a team together when you put a family together yeah and teams don't always get along. No, they, they fight. They, they do. They it's fight. It's over in the tigers. Now, sometimes there's tiger a tiger. Thing. Sometimes tigers don't get along in the clubhouse. But a team doesn't always get along, right? Um, but the team needs a leader, and that's the other problem. Sometimes these, because we're opposite sexes, we don't realize there's a lead. There still has to be a leader. There still has to be a big toe. Uh, my dead my has dead, to be a big toe. My dead ex-wife Prudy, but but she would be so. She would say this is so misogynistic. Because she knows it's true. You're not, well, you're not, you're not talking about uh, misogynistic. That's when you sort of need someone's shoulders while you tell them that they should be making 75 cents for your every dollar. <laughs> it's a little Woody Allen. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure what that was. Well, I, it certainly didn't sound at all like him. Uh, it, it, it started to sound like, oh, 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 oh duck here. What oh. is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Ooh. Howard the Duck here. They tried to <laughs> not not Howard the Duck. Uh, not you know Johnny what? Triscuit Hurl a button was on a death. Actually, he can only do impressions of TJ. Uh, you, know, you know that it is. You're saying there needs to be a leader. Even my parents would probably agree that you have to sort of shuttle that responsibility back and forth. You know, sometimes you have to be the leader. Sometimes the other person has to be the leader. You know, and I, I think you know. Sometimes yeah, you have to my, delegate, my family, you know, people that I've really just one person I've dated has sort of accused my father of being a bit misogynistic, and it's like, no, I think there are different family systems, and sometimes, yeah, the the guy needs to take charge, and uh, sometimes the girl is the one who kind of needs to take charge, but one of you sort of has to kind of take charge. I would agree with that. Somebody sort of has to act as a leader. It's a team. Teams don't get all, uh, along all the time, but if teams that's that's if teams had temperature problems i still go back to that if they could not how are we supposed to get along if we can't even get the temperatures right that's just the tip of the iceberg Can you imagine they all huddle around the quarterback and he's like yeah. okay guys we got to go and the, the, the his offensive line like, I, i'm so cold are you cold jerry <laughs> exactly. no, i'm hot yeah i gotta get out of these shoulder pads yeah. and into it put on dry a dry martini yeah i'm gonna put on a different type of uniform so i can stay cooler than you I'm like well, how am i gonna know you're on my team i'm not gonna recognize you i don't give a shit rick I'm gonna- rick i'm so i'm so sorry to interrupt your uh, quarterback speech I, my feet are killing me these are new shoes i'm trying to break them in Rick, please, can I just take a moment? Can we? Do we have to play right away? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, do you know how the podcast... You got the recording equipment? Yeah, I do. I, I'm actually recording right now. Let me right crack now. a cool space brew for you. <laughs> I'm just going to pour the brew into your hand. This is ground control to make and just, you just take it as a shot just by putting the powder in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> is that Tang? Are you drinking Tang? <laughs> 
It isn't not. Let's do this thing. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, uh, Mars style. <laughs> Um, when is it a good time to take your election stickers off your car? Uh, and, and, and more embarrassing sticker to have on your car. Obama, Romney, Barr, Perot, Buttle Sticks. Buttle Sticks is the right choice mm-hmm. for a new life. That's actually his new slogan. The right choice for a nice life. A nice life? For a new lawyer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I would like to have a Roseanne Barr sticker on the back. And Perot, I always thought was pretty funny. I think you know, everyone's going to have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of dumb to put a bumper sticker. When has anyone ever been driving behind someone and been like, "Well, it did, like it does nothing. It really I does. Know. It really is it, weird. Even in this sense, you know, they say, well, you know, it's like car advertising. It's just if it's out there and a lot of people feel like they're voting for Obama and they think a lot of people are voting for Obama." They're going to vote for Obama or for Romney or whatever. And my opinion is it's going to encourage you some of the lazy people, like some lazy Democrats that weren't even going to vote because they're like, uh, they see enough Romney stickers. They're like, I better go vote. So it, it defeats every purpose that it could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It also makes people want to hit your car if yeah. they're crazy I mean, if they and of like, an opposing political they, view. Yeah, it, it, you're really setting you're, you're setting yourself up as a, as a target. It's like putting a target. It's like the pro-life. Why are you putting that on your bumper sticker? I mean, Who is driving is like, well, I am undecided about this abortion. I just cannot decide. And I wish God would give me a sign that was in the back of a shitty Dodge Neon. <laughs> God, give me a sign. Did it bother you that the the, the vessel which I uh, approached with has a big bumper sticker on it? Well, I thought it was pretty weird. It says, I break for sp- uh, space, Jake. <laughs> did you I, see you know, me? I started that one. Did and you see as, me? As I said, I was like, you know, I break. There's so many things that rhyme with break. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that I won't be able to quickly find and then you something to, to rhyme space Jake. With. Space Jake. And that's because. What is Space Jake? I, I tried to get to Space Jerk and yeah. I was going to mispronounce it enough like Loif. A nice Loif. You could have done something like I right, break didn't do for, it. Instead, I just said Space Jake. You could have Space Jerk. created a, a word that would rhyme with each other. I would have said I, I break for Space Turkey Jerky. That would be the turkey and the jerky rhyme. Yeah, wouldn't have done it, much. Wouldn't have done not much a lot. I not mean, much. I also would have had to use the. Uh, Did you see me out on the tether uh, earlier as I was approaching? Yeah, you were swinging around. We thought something had fallen out of the. the I was pleasuring what? myself on the tether. Well, we thought something had fallen little, off and was little, attached by a tether. A spacewalk. Yeah, you got a sticky zipper. Uh, zero indeed, gravity. I, I have a zero gravity sticky zip. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, it is fun pleasuring yourself out here, yeah, isn't it? It is. Watch where you're pointing that thing. Triple, though. I've had a couple mustaches I didn't want to have. <laughs> Triple banger lightning round. Question, question two, 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 two. Would you rather be married to a sexaholic, a kleptomaniac, or a civil war reenactment enthusiast? A sex addict was the first one? Sexaholic, kleptomaniac. Yeah, a sexaholic. What are you talking about? I think you're overthinking. It totally this. ruins the question. No, it doesn't. I think you're overthinking. Would you rather have sex all the time? I don't think you thought have about Have someone this. that steals, gets in trouble for no. it, and lies about it, or... No. Listen, buddy. Yeah, I, you're not thinking about this, buddy. You, the space the space noodles and the tang have gotten to your head. Oh, wait, if you so, had space oh. pad tie, though, whoops! Yeah. Uh, buddy, listen. All powder. The sexaholic can be a real pain. I mean, uh, pain in the pee- in the pee pie. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a, a real sore pee pie. Those skids and stuff. Give you a real dick nickels. Now listen, buddy. Talk about First that, of all, right? a sexaholic is probably going to cheat on you a lot. Not a little, a lot. Because I know you. You're half mass most of the time. Oh, well, that's gonna... only when I have an erection. <laughs> when I am completely flaccid, it becomes liquid. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. It's a liquidy putty of a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> You're not going to be able to please uh, one of the people most of the time. You know what I'm saying? So the sexaholic thing, a lot of pressure, okay? Have you ever been with a girl that's more sexed out than you? Because it's happened to me once, and it's actually a little terrifying. You get home, and it's like, an, it's like a dog humping your leg, except it's a person never humping your penis. Never had it. You've never had You've never, never. It happened to me once. Any girl who's up, he's really up for it, I'm never not up for it. Just like I'm always up to go see a movie or do anything. I don't give it. Oh, 
Oh, boy, I have to have the ultimate expression of pleasure within a human being's body again. I mean, it's one thing if it happens. She's a sexaholic. She doesn't love you. She loves the sex itself. She's going to be out cheating. How do you like getting? What do you get? You get home. She's having sex with somebody else. Is he uglier than you or more attractive? <laughs> he's definitely. She's having squanus with somebody when she gets home. She's having. <laughs> that squanus. is the highest crime of a relationship. Anna squanus. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three, 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 three. Should there be an age limit where you're too old to be called Bucky, Ralphie, Billy, or Dookie? I mean, any of the whys. Uh, I'd say any age is uh, not an okay age to be called Dookie. <laughs> hey, shit stick. Hey, please stop calling me that. I'm 15 now, Dad. You don't need to call me shit stick anymore. Well, that's your name, son. Fair enough, Dad. <laughs> No, I think I think there's I a certain age. Shit, stick, senior. Seriously, though, uh, the Y on the end of the name. Sometimes you get a little old, and it's like he's a little too old for that. You think Billy? Um, I'm look. I, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy, but Ralph and then Ralphie. The Y, I, you don't need the Y. I think it's at a it's age. name dependent. You know, Wookie. I think it's great. Okay. Bucky, I think. Buck, look, I think Buck is better after the age of 50. I think Bucky's a little, you know, 90 or they call you Bucky or 90. But then at a certain age, it becomes kind of cool. You're like, hey, Bucky. I'm six years old. What's your name? Bucky. You're like, I love this old guy. Yeah, it's true. So the only time comes that around really- again. Comes around yeah. again. I agree with you. I so agree with I you. Think why, so you could drop it for a little while. What about, uh, by the way, Wheezy? Wheeze? Wheeze. Wheeze isn't a great <laughs> surname. I am Wheeze. They used to call me Wheezy, but. I turned 19. <laughs> if you add something to it, it's it's pretty good. I'm Wheezy Sprouts. You know, like you add something. I don't think you would add Sprouts, I though. think you do, I'm going to say universally. <laughs> Wheezy Sprouts. By the way, back to the kleptomaniac thing. Uh, I want that. Because you get a lot of free shit. You should bring stuff home. Instead of having sex on the carpet with your next door neighbor who's uglier than you, you get home and you got some new stuff. You don't you know where it came from. You guys can't go shopping together, though. You can't go shopping. You don't. You I don't to- like shopping. Totally Shopping ruins your life. You're devastating. wrong. Devastating. You're wrong. Shopping is horrible. Sexaholic only creates private problems, and you're still thinking that they're going to have sex. They're going to cheat on you, which really you're, you're saying, okay, it's a sexaholic and an adulteress. Mm. But if it's a kleptomaniac, you can't go anywhere with them. You can't take them to a restaurant. You know they're going to steal the silverware or something from mm-hmm. there. You can't take them to friends' houses because she's definitely. You can't steal take your from sexaholic there. anywhere either because you you look away and she's having sex in the coat sex, room. You know, alcoholic having sex in a coat alcoholics room with don't walk to a liquor store and just mouth fuck every bottle in the place. <laughs> if you're if you're chocoholic, you don't walk past the Russell Stover's and you're like, I can't control myself. But a kleptomaniac, it's like is going to be quietly trying to steal something everywhere you go. Mm. You can't go. You got to be really careful. You go someplace. Is you know they're going to go to jail. Mm. It's also how bad of a you know how bad are they? Yeah, are they good at their profession? Yeah, it's like are they true. are they really bad kleptomaniac? Really bad sexaholic? That's true. What's the third one? Um, Civil War reenactment enthusiast. It's funny that yeah. we didn't even argue that. Yeah, that one. That's a, that is off the table. That would mean she was. So, you, <laughs> what's weird is that would have the least effect on your life. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Least, but it would mean she was a dork. Sick. It would mean she was too dork. I was just gonna say that that actually isn't that big of an interference. That's for <laughs> someone who has a hobby that's strange. And both of us are like, no, kleptomaniac, no, yeah. sexaholic. I know. Because civil reenactment, you just can't. There's no way to justify that. Yeah. You can't so, at a party or something. You can go. Uh, this is my wife. She's a yeah. <clears throat> well, she's a Civil War reenactor. Why don't you tell them, Judith, about how you're wearing the actual underwear? <laughs> for what? For who? Oh, for you? Well, do something for me for a change. Stop reenacting and actually live <laughs> our life together. <laughs> Get the bayonet out of my face. <laughs> Baby fibber hoppers. Don't take a sleuth like John Wilkes Booth to know that. You know what I'm saying? Essential questions of human nature. Uh, rate the five senses in order of importance. Uh, I think... Oh, jeez. I don't know. It's a tough one. Can you rate them? I, I, mean, I think... Because I don't think there's any Eyesight's reason. the most important. Agreed or disagreed? Disagree. Touch. Touch is the most important. No one, lose no one loses touch. their sense of touch, really. Look, you're the one paralyzed. that wants to be with a sexaholic. How's that going to be any fun if you can't touch them? I love that. Let them go downtown. <laughs> you're not going to experience any of it. <laughs> okay. Touch is the most important one. That's why I say let them go at it. 
If you're complete, if you can't feel any sex, yeah, just get on there and go for it. As long as I can watch something, doesn't even have to be TV. Yeah, no, you have to be able to. You can't make a case that touch isn't the most important one. I don't. If no one loses their sense of touch. That's the problem I have. Well, that's this question is no one. Most of the things that happen on this podcast never happen. I think I said it's more important than touch. <laughs> What's the point? I mean, these are very hypothetical. What's, all right, all right. I mean, what is the point people believe of, we're on Mars right now? People. <laughs> You know, a couple of episodes ago, you, I talked to your clone. Like, a lot of things happen. That's all real, though. I'm saying you can lose your touch. I'm okay. saying you can use it. I still think really I would important. rather be able to see and not touch things than to I think touch seeing and not see is actually things. one of the least. I think seeing actually uh, kind of ruins other things. That's why, I, I seriously, I take my showers in the dark. I do. I'm not joking. I, I'm, I swear to God. <laughs> I do. I take showers in the pitch dark. I think because I think you, we rely on sight so much, it ruins some of the other things we experience. Pitch dark. I you pr- also masturbate. I swear to God. Dark. No, it has nothing to do with masturbation. And I seriously, I enjoy taking showers in the pitch dark. That's a practical living in the modern age. Try it. Make sure you know where everything is. You know, make sure you know where your nozzle cream is in your space juice, you're end up your airplane shave, juice. You're going to end up actually cutting yourself trying to shave your shoulders with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, I, my best. It, I am a lowbrow common. <laughs> I'm the lowest common denominator of comedians. I'm now smelling. I think smell would be get, good to get rid of. No, I see, generally I, you're gonna say I think smell is like least I, pleasurable. Well, it smells not that pleasurable. I, this is baloney. And I would love to get rid of listening and hearing because most people are so boring. How long do you have to? How many airplane conversations would you like to have missed? I don't even think I can have this conversation with you. <laughs> I mean, I, how often on the podcast as a guest, which I've only been two or three times, but I, how many times of those three have I actually said, I don't know if I can talk about this with you? I, this, we could do a whole podcast on just what, ranking the top five senses. And my opinion is, I smell a bunch of bullshit from you <laughs> about the ability to lose touch because I think. You've already lost touch with the reality <laughs> that you're too blind to see how important eyesight is. It's and not, if you I'm can't hear any of this, that's because you can't taste this pod. It ain't hot <laughs> or tasty. What about what about uh, taste? You think it's important? Well, if you get rid of smell, you might as well get rid of taste. It, it, well, I'd rather be able to smell a food and then eat it without tasting it than vice versa. Because mm. also... You know, most of taste is smell. I've heard that. So it's going to be gross. I've heard that. You know, you're going to be chomping on a strawberry, and it's going to taste like what strawberry's texture is in mm-hmm. your mouth, and it's gross. What do you think about the food on Mars? It's all dry powder. Mm-hmm. So we, I actually, I think we could lose every, you can't feel anything in space. No one can hear you scream, so you might as well not even have ears or the, uh, the sense of uh, yelling. <laughs> and, you know, and nothing smells like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You you really don't agree with me about these. I'm, I'm asking I, you to rank I, I, eyesight, them. Eyesight, eyesight. I'm asking, okay, eyesight's first. Yeah, I think eyesight's first, hearing is second, then touch. Hearing gives you the second most pleasure? Why was it suddenly become a hedonistic thing? <laughs> it's so weird that you're like, come on, what are you getting the most out of? No, but he, hearing is the second most important thing about for living. survival. For survival? Hearing? I, I think it's pretty important. Before touch, seriously, touch has to be first. No one loses their sense of touch, so how are you talking about survival? I cannot believe everything's literal all of a sudden. I mean, we have analyzed beekeepers that get too old to wear their suits. It's not that it's literal, like it's, it's that you're totally wrong. Sense of touch you is came very up with Ryan, anus, what do you think? You came up with anus squared. That's not possible. I'm with cash. It's, you can get paralyzed. Yeah, you can get paralyzed. Yeah, but yeah. then that's losing your sense of movement. That's you, losing a lot of things. You came up with squayness. Like, you, yeah, which requires possible. a sense of touch. And I would rather see those two puckering asses <laughs> give a good long Valentine's Day kiss. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. And, and to think that this episode started with... Uh, with me in your closet. I mean, I just want to say, and I know I don't have a big closet, and I think that makes me a better person, but I just want to say thank you, Cash, for coming into my home, forcing entry, obviously. I, I tried to open the sliding glass door only to find that there, you had smashed through it, leaving a silhouette exactly the size of your body in the sliding glass door. 
Uh, and for you to, to take the time, because you knew that I've been having a problem with my... Gosh. Oh, no. What's... Oh, shoot. Let me, let me try something here. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Well, I... I want to thank you guys all, and if if you could, you know, a lot of people say bend over backwards and drink water through your nose upside down mm-hmm. uh, while having an open mind and an even more open squamous. Right. And I say to that, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know that that technique uh, is th- called waterboarding. <laughs> That's how that torture started. Thanks for coming out, TJ. Thanks for having me. You're in my house. I, <laughs> I didn't better come go. out. I, I better just go. came in. Get <laughs> out of here, you. You. Now leaving nerdist.com.